Welcome to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the champions who use their positive energy to change the world, because your energy really does matter. We're heard internationally on your favorite podcast sites, including Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, where you'll also find a library of all of Robin's shows. And if you live in or happen to be visiting our home base of Charleston, South Carolina, we're also heard Sunday mornings on the iconic 1250 WTMA with the invaluable assistance of our dear friend and radio legend, John Quincy. And here she is, Robin Berlinski. Woohoo! So we're starting season two. I'm super excited. And we're starting today with a really cool conversation that I am so leaning into. We're going to talk about chakras. Do you know what chakras are? I, I'm about to find You're out. About it's to a, find a word out. I've heard of, but now we get yeah. to talk to an expert. Well, it's a Sanskrit word for wheel. It's the way energy moves throughout the body. Um, it's a really cool concept. I'm leaning into it like nothing else. Um, it's the main energy center of our body, and that's the name of this podcast. So what better conversation to have? That's awesome. Well, I'll introduce our guest who, as always, you bring the rock stars to the table. Robin. I do. Maureen Burford. Did I pronounce that correctly? I hope. You did. Okay, let me continue. A veteran teacher with 38 years of experience working with students from the early years through college. As founding director of the nonprofit Creative Lives, Maureen trains educators and parents in an innovative, whole-child approach that helps young people reach their potential and thrive. In 2019, she received the Lynn Von Trapp Award for Excellence in Leading Programs for Youth in Vermont. Maureen holds a master's in creative education from the University of Massachusetts at Amherst and a bachelor's in music from Cornell University. Wow. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thanks so much for having me. It's a delight to be with you. Yeah, we're like I said, we're so excited, um, Maureen. We're starting season two, and we're all about energy. And I'm just, um, you and I had a conversation a while back, and I have been just so interested in how all this works. And I want to just share with our listeners a little bit. I talked about how it's, you know, the main energy centers of the body. According to Medical News Today, chakras are a spiritual concept used in several major religions and some alternative health practices. And according to proponents, they are wheels of energy that mark places where life force intersects. So I'm a lifelong learner. I know you are too, Ron. I also know very little about chakras, um, but I tried, I tried to read some books and in our conversation, in my conversation with Maureen, she pointed out that I'm not alone. Those books are like, <laughs> like yeah. reading, you know, neuroscience for dummies. Um, so I'm excited to talk with Maureen today to learn because she is an expert and I am leaning in. So Maureen, welcome and please start with you and how you got to this amazing space of working in this energy field. Well, it really started because I was looking for new ways to better support my own kids and the many students that I taught. And over the years, I've worked with children all the way through the college years. And challenges were increasing. So I found my way. I found my way to the classes of Ellen Tad, who is a counselor and philosopher and author now of four books. And I went into that room that first night for her class, feeling open, but also really wanting an affirmation that this was going to be helpful to my life. And sure enough, you know, Ellen's wisdom was so helpful in helping me understand myself better understand my students better. And fast forward in time to around 2011, I approached Ellen for help with my increasing concern 
for children who are, you know, going through a lot right now. And we hatched this plan to bring a portion of her work, which is her deep understanding of the chakra system and its practical function in human development to teachers, to parents, to schools. And the outcomes originally were so remarkable in working with students with different challenges such as depression or ADHD or anxiety or outbursts of behavior and, and difficulty with discipline that I, I was hooked. So that's how we got started with Creative Lives. We formed a nonprofit to share training in this approach and really help people understand what the chakra system is, how it functions in a really practical way in our lives, and how it helps us express every aspect of who we are, and that how, you know, how we help it function well makes a huge difference in how children do. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And how great to learn early on to get these strategies to deal with your own systems and how you can interact with the world around you. So go back to the basics. Tell us, like, basic 101, what is the chakra system? So I'll preface it by saying that Ellen, too, became interested in this system when she was raising her kids. She'd studied Piaget in college and was impressed by how much he learned from just observing his children as they grew. So when she was raising her kids and then beginning to see her own clients, she had an extra asset in observing, which is she was born with a natural clairvoyance. She was able to see the energy centers. And she observed seven centers from the top of the head to the base of the spine that are in the human energy field and are interconnected with each other. They function as a system, and they also correlate with places in the physical body. And so through a lot of observation, I believe she spent over 10 years looking at the chakras and wondering, what does it mean when a chakra is functioning well? What are... What happens when it's functioning well? What kinds of environments and attitudes and behaviors help it function well? And then what happens when it's not functioning well? What are the attitudes and environments and actions that cause poor function? And she became confident over time in, in her observations and assessments such that she could correlate a diminished chakra or a well-functioning chakra, or a chakra that had become dominant in its function with particular human behaviors. And it really helped her understand human strengths and weaknesses and the complexities of how we behave and how we relate to each other. So I think of it as a way of organizing our look at healthy human development into seven categories that reflect the function of the chakra system. And that's really what her framework for wise education is. It's, it's a, a methodology based on the function of the chakras. You know what I find fascinating about this? And, you know, you speak so eloquently about it, but let's be honest, this was probably out of left field to many people in the education world when you wanted to bring it into a school or into, into, into that world. And what kind of pushback did you have? I mean, it, to me, it's very plausible. I know enough to know that, yes, there is something to this and we need to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But how were the early days of establishing this? And, and what kind of pushback did you, uh, did you experience? It's such a good question, Ron. 
um, when we started, we opened an after-school laboratory. And it was at a wonderful school, White River School in White River Junction, Vermont, where the principal was open to new ideas that would help her students. And I had a wonderful staff, so we trained and studied the chakra system approach together. And then we began applying the the tools and strategies that help children develop focus and self-esteem and so forth. The early results were so remarkable that the whole team at the school sent us more students. Hmm. And I never did get pushback. I, in fact, I would sit down with parents at a parent conference and show them the seven categories the attributes when it's functioning well and what can happen, what kinds of behaviors we see when it wasn't functioning well. And I could talk to them about their children in such specific ways that what happened was parents would say, wow, where did you come up with this? What I, I want to know more. And I think it was really born out of a desi- everybody's desire to help those students do well. So the initial openness was extremely supportive and then we branched into trying this in a public school arena of course I don't talk with children about their chakra system I don't bring chakra language to the kids I bring the tools and strategies that help them and also really empower them so that they can learn how to shift out of anxious upset feelings themselves and go back to finding their, their, let's see, what would we call it, finding their focus, their discernment, calming their fears. And each of those shifts is related to the function of a chakra. So that's a, that's a good example. Um, when we first started out, I really I found a lot of children had struggles with staying focused. And when they weren't focused, and focus is related to the center that's in the middle of the forehead. When we, this center is what's called the third eye, and it deals with perception. It's a center that's designed for perception. So when we focus there, we see the consequences of our actions. We better understand the behaviors of others, and that understanding dissipates fear. So... That's an example of supporting the third eye would be helping a child when they're getting very focused, helping them experience that they've got their focus in the middle of their forehead. It's like correlating focus with a place in the body. And when they put their focus in the middle of their forehead, they can better learn. They can better relate. They feel better about themselves. This third eye center can help all the other centers function well. And so... And so on. So that, that was our beginning, beginning to bring these tools and strategies to kids in such ways that parents and teachers were open. I recently read an article, I think it was in Education Week. Teachers were surveyed very recently about their main concerns, and 28% said it was SEL, social-emotional learning, how their students are coming to school stressed with anxiety, overwhelmed. I can imagine this is a really cool concept for teachers to explore. Just out of curiosity, is your Creative Lives nonprofit national? Is there a way teachers, you know, some of our listeners, they're from all over. Is there a way they can connect with you and learn more about your work? Yes, we are national now. We offer our training online, so you can take it from anywhere in the country. 
And our website is creativelives, with an S, dot org. And there you can learn about upcoming talks and workshops and also about our training program, which is we offer two basic training courses, Foundations 1 and Foundations 2. And in the first one, we really help teachers get to know their own chakra system so they understand these different aspects of themselves and how to help their crown chakra, their third eye. So maybe it's helpful to go down the chakras and say that Ellen starts at the top of the head with the crown chakra, which, which is supported by feeling inspired and devoted, and it, it's that feeling of openness and spontaneity. The third eye in the middle of the forehead, this is the center of perception, where when we focus there, we, can, we, have wise, we make wise decisions. The, the throat chakra, just where you'd expect, is the center of self-esteem and curiosity to learn. The heart chakra, just where you'd expect in the chest, feelings of wanting the best for ourselves and others. The solar plexus deals with our feelings and also with harmony, with a sense of harmony, of feeling connected to others. And that's below the rib cage and above the belly button. In the lower abdomen is what Ellen calls our identity chakra because this center is where we feel confident in who we are as we go out into the world. And it deals with the receptive and directive side of ourselves and that balance within of I can lead and follow, speak and listen. And then the base chakra is at the base of the spine. It develops as children grow because babies don't, have to take care of the details. But as they begin to grow, the base deals with disciplines and responsibilities that help them actualize their potential. So that beautiful full system, you can come and train with me about it, learn how it functions, and then most importantly, learn how to keep it functioning well. I'm going to make an observation here. When you first started this you talked about parents coming to you and they were amazed i think you said you heard the word wow more than once obviously for this to work in that environment the parents have to be focused and engaged in their children's education not all parents are obviously but let me really come out of left field when you're talking about some of the issues the children are dealing with would some people be more likely to just throw medication at them instead of letting them learn this system where they wouldn't have to do that to themselves with, you know, Ritalin and some of these other things that we hear about. To me, and I'm not an educator, but this sure sounds like hand in glove. I love that question. Me too. Recently in a summer training, I had a mom take our course. She called me. She knew about my work. She called me sort of desperate because her child had had so much anxiety in second grade that she stopped being able to go to school in the last months, and, and this mother had to homeschool her daughter. And she felt if she had gone into the doctor, it would have led to a prescription. Mm-hmm. And if possible, can I avoid having to put my daughter on medication for anxiety? So she took the training, and she learned which chakra is most associated with feelings of anxiety and how to help strengthen that chakra. It's the solar plexus chakra where we feel. And also what helps mitigate anxiety by by really placing focus in the forehead where that wise view is. And over the nine weeks of the course, the mom worked on herself, but she also beautifully taught her daughter strategies 
for alleviating anxiety. And she just wrote to me, Maureen, my daughter is back in school, going every day, dealing with any fears that come up by going back to her wise view. I can't, be- you know, I can't believe it, and I can't thank you enough. And I don't know that this approach could prevent any need for medication, of course. It's case by case. But I do know that there are specific links between the function of the chakra system and depression, anxiety, ADHD, and that by strengthening these chakras that are most affiliated with those troubles, we can really, we can turn it around and, and prevent as much need to be medicating our kids, right? Which is what parents want. We don't want to have to put our children on medicine if we don't need to. Now, and these are tools they'll use for a lifetime. You know, when you grow up and you have a job and you have coworkers and a relationship and you have kids of your own and you have, you need these strategies and you need to understand your own system and how they work and how great to start so young. I love it. It seemed to be this would be a natural first step before you consider putting your kids on medicine, a medication. Go talk to Maureen and, and, uh, and come up with alternatives. I, I think it's great. This is, I don't know why this has resonated with me, but it, it has big time. Well, you know, Ron, when I listen to your show, you have a natural focus, and you're very good in conversation, as is Robin, this lovely back and forth. And those, are com- those attributes are coming from the way you use your chakra system. So what I find is that we know more intuitively about our chakras than we might think. When we feel a swell of love for another person, you know, that's, we feel that in our heart. When we get nervous about speaking in public and our throat gets tight, that's our throat chakra, our center of self-esteem, feeling some doubt, right? When kids get overly excited and they make poor choices, that's their crown chakra getting really too happy in a way, so such that it, it droops over their center of focus and it, it causes them to be unsafe, which is why we have to watch out for little kids so much because they're learning to develop their focus and they're easily excited. So what I find is that Ellen's take on the chakras is so practical. It makes so much sense that it just by looking at it and experiencing it for ourselves, we sort of let go of any, any fear we have about opening to something we don't understand like the chakra system because, in fact, we get it. It's part of us. So if someone wants to start learning, they're, they're not ready to jump into a course, they're, you know, they want it, they're a teacher listening, a parent listening, or anybody in general who just wants to know more about themselves, is there a book, a general, um, a place for information where you can just learn the basics before you're ready to make a decision about diving into more? You can. You can do it two ways. Ellen has a new book on, you can purchase on Amazon called A Framework for Wise Education, Chakras and Child Development. That is also the textbook, one of the textbooks in our basic training. And I think it's actually easier for children at some level to get the lessons of the chakra system because they have fewer habits. So the book is a great starting place. And then the course really helps us dive in and look at our patterns and make our own internal corrections. And by doing that, by learning the attitudes and actions and environments that support the chakras, we, it goes deeper. And then we can really uh, more easily apply it with children. But there's an intermediary step. You can buy the book. Or we also offer 
introductory workshops. And I have one coming up on October 26th uh, through the Integrative Mental Health University. And that talk is $20. So that's a nice way to also get your feet wet. We talk about kids, but is there an age where it's like the best time to start them on this plan? Or, or, or were they too young to be able to gather anything from it? The, the tools and strategies in this system support our relationship to a newborn just as much as a two-year-old or a five-year-old or a high school student. They apply in any setting where Mm. we work with children because in a brand new baby, we're already starting to see that baby begin to focus, begin to relate. And in a two-year-old, we can use some of the techniques to help them cultivate their wise view to compare what it's like when that little one is focused in their belly and wants what they want and their feelings are leading the way to what it feels like for that child when they learn to put their focus in their forehead. So it applies through the lifespan and it can help a math teacher better understand what their students need to really digest and apply the principles of the math class. also could be used in, in a character education lesson or in an elementary art class. And these tools and strategies apply throughout the lifespan. So yes, that's a great question, Ron. And I find the earlier we start, the better, but it's never too late. (laughs) Okay, I have to jump in. I'm so excited. So um, Maureen, you know, I give away prizes on Instagram. So I am so inspired right now. So those of you listening, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Robin underscore Berlinski, because I just made a decision that I'm going to give away Ellen Cad's book, A Framework for Wise Education, and I'm going to include with it uh, one registration to your introductory workshop. So someone listening will win that and learn That's more about awesome. chakras. Yeah, so parents and teachers, go to my Instagram, at Robin underscore Berlinski. Robin, that's fabulous. Thank you. I'm excited. Maureen, this is, uh, I I would have made a joke, but of course, that's not my personality. Uh (laughs) Uh About the the Lynn Von Trapp Award, Uh I was going to say something about the sound of music, but I'll instead say, 2019, you won this award, and obviously, a group of august, uh, a body of august educators decided you deserve this award, and can you tell me, what did they find in you that that made this happen and and did they get it were you on the stage at some point going somebody finally recognizes this this amazing value we bring? <laughs> well i felt humble actually because it was really a team effort we put together a beautiful five-week four-week summer camp and with funding from one of the big funders in vermont the vermont children's trust foundation who supports wonderful work on behalf of children all across our state. And they came and observed the camp. And in that camp, we were applying the principles of the framework. We were thinking about helping every chakra strengthen and our curriculum and the flow of our day and the way we related to the children and the skills we taught were all embedded. So it was really their observation of that program that spurred this recognition. But I, you know, I feel like it was our community effort together, kids, me, teachers, and of course, Ellen's work 
And what's so sweet about it is I adored the sound of music growing up. And I used to <laughs> sing. I used to sing Doe a Deer and, you know, right. climb every mountain in my sleep so loudly that my mother would wake me up, honey, you're singing too loudly, you know. So for me, it was kind of a, a very sweet moment to, to receive that recognition. But I, I do really attribute it to the profound impact for children and really the whole community of using this chakra-based framework. Unfortunately, we are rapidly coming to an Uh, end, not quite, but I have one question that outside of Ellen, who from your past really inspired you as an educator? And you can go all the way back to the earliest days, but was there one teacher out there that really sent you in the right direction? Well, there were a couple. My mom was one, but but, you know, when in high school, when I go back and think about Dr. Struthers, he was our calculus teacher, but he also taught the beginning math classes. He was just an expert. And when he would walk into a room, it felt like the whole room would tune up. I don't know if you've had that experience. of someone so influential that without saying a word, just by virtue of how dignified and lined up and present and clear they are with their words... It happens, so of course, we me, were it happens to of... me every time Robin walks into the studio. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Go ahead. Didn't That's mean great. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah, I, I just, Dr. Struthers could, and he taught calculus in a very experiential way. So I had the, at the end of the course, I had to present an application of calculus in the world. And I had to teach my other students about it, which meant I really had to understand it. And at the end of that, he asked me to stay after class. And I thought, uh uh-oh, you know, he walked over and he put his hand on the desk and he said, Maureen, that was excellent teaching. (laughs) That was excellent teaching. And that was it. And I walked out the door and I, I felt so seen by one of my real teaching heroes. So yes, Dr. Struthers, thank you. Energy matters. And isn't it amazing that visual is still ingrained in your mind and will be forever, no doubt. Forever. Teachers are incredibly influential, and I love them. I love them for their devotion to children, for their desire to help kids learn, and for their desire to help kids develop as whole, healthy people. And for me, this framework really puts those two things together. All right, Maureen, in the 20 seconds or so we have left, let people know again how they can get in touch with you. Yes, I'd be delighted to be in touch with you. You can find me at our website, creativelives.org, and there you can write to me or you can join one of our upcoming workshops or our training, and our next one launches in January. Maureen Burford, thank you so much for being a guest today. You've been listening to Energy Matters with Robin Berlinski. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love your feedback at thelearningring.com, where you can also reach out to Robin with questions or comments and even chances to win prizes. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.